I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Like I tried to kiss him and he was not interested in kissing me. <laughs> Hang on, Laura. You, <laughs> you mean you tried to neck on with him? <laughs> <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week I am joined by eco-warrior, weather woman extraordinaire and team member of Good Morning Britain, it's Laura Tobin everybody! Woo! <laughs> Hi! Laura, you're probably too polite to tell everybody at home just how many fucking takes that took. <laughs> <laughs> I was willing you along, I was like, come on. And then he said you needed to do another one, I think that last one was fine, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Normally I fly and people get these lovely, really smooth introductions and I say them thinking, oh, isn't she really profesh? But this time, I don't know if I got starstruck or what, mate, but I really struggled. <laughs> Welcome to the pod, it's so nice to have you. Oh my God, it's so nice to talk to you. How are you? Internet all sorted now? I didn't want to invest in this early doors because oh I felt God. like we really struggled and I thought, I'm not going to get to chat to Arma. <laughs> Let everything leave your brain already. Yeah, me and technology <laughs> do not work. But um, I just thought opening a Zoom would be easy, but it turns out 45 minutes later, it's not. <laughs> You'll be very surprised how many people struggle with the setup, mate. I, for one, like whenever I'm asked to do a podcast like someone else's, you'd think I've been doing this like two and a bit years. She knows our stuff. If this setup is ever remotely different to mine, like even in one single little, I, I panic. I totally lose my head. And I'm like, it's not how we do it. <laughs> And I'm always like, you know, the first thing people do is like look at the background settings. So these are just like IKEA wardrobes, like nothing else, nothing more exciting than that. I think sometimes like when people have like a really fancy podcast area or like a certain place they do it, like it's almost a bit intimidating. I, I'm just here at my kitchen bench, mate. And it's, you can see all my clutter and stuff behind you. That's tidy. You think that, but then you have, you have children, right? So yes. Yeah, so everything you say, is like, the best all the time. <laughs> that's it. I noticed the difference even so much from going to, from just being me and Erkan to us like getting our dog. Like, and I mean, he doesn't. Have, well, he does. He has so many toys, but he doesn't cause quite as much chaos as like a small child. So no, I can totally understand. And this is a beautiful setup. Thank you so much. I'll let IKEA know. <laughs> Other well, straws are available at paper or metal. <laughs> I don't want to waste any time, mate, and talking to you about the weather. I feel like I want to know if you get asked about the weather all the time. Are you sick of it? Do you still love it so much? Do people just want to talk to you about that at parties? Give us the goss. You know, I love talking about the weather, but my <laughs> friends like hate asking me because they, you know they might go, "Oh, why is it so windy?" and I'd be like, "Well," and they're like, "No, no, 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 we." <laughs> We said it, we don't really need to know. And then my husband always says, like, I put on this stupid weather voice. So I always try my hardest. If someone asks me a question, they'll be like, what's the weather doing this weekend? I'll say, 
well, and I think, no, interesting voice, interesting voice. And I'll go, sometimes I'll just go, yeah, it's looking nice. And they're like, it's looking nice. I'm like, yeah, like, ooh, short answer. Normally it's like really long, like, well, high pressure's dominating, winds are coming in from the east, it's going to be in So yeah, now I try and be like interesting and short with my answers so people ask me more. So people stay invested. But then go on, I want to hear your weather woman voice properly, like in <laughs> all even, its glory. Give it to me. I don't even know when I'm doing it, but I probably would say... Um, Oh, sunny spells, just a few showers. Actually, it'd be a bit cooler as we head into the afternoon, but it warms up into the weekend. <laughs> I didn't think that was boring at all. Like, if anything, th- those sort of tones make me sit up and take notice. I feel like this woman is telling me something I should know. My friends need to be kinder to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Your friends are always your worst critics, mate. <laughs> but do you know um, what? Like, everyone always asks Dr. Hillary at work, like, medical questions You're like uh dr hillary question about this dr hillary question about that once i like walked into the green room and dawn french just had like had leg up on the sofa and was just like showing her something on her leg i was like i'll come back See you later. <laughs> oh i love that it sounds like that is exactly how i would imagine dawn french to be she's so like i've i've only like met her in passing like that but i had a friend when we were at the beeb years ago who wanted to go and see her so the two of them ran down to her dressing room knocked on the door one of the people answered and said, oh, no, she's really, really busy. She can't come to the door. And then you hear this voice go, who is it? And they're like, oh, no, don't worry. And then she came to the door. She was like, guys, what are you doing? What do you want? And then she came, took photos with them. And like, she was really nice. And I was like, oh, it makes my heart happy that she's lovely. I know. They say don't ever meet your heroes, don't they? And I feel like, oh, I, f- I feel like mostly, in fact, actually, like it's never, it, it's, it's never been true for me. Like everyone I've met, if you think like Ant and Dick and like Alan Shearer and Cheryl Cole, I'm sensing a theme to my heroes here. But <laughs> there, is, yeah, there is some who aren't from the Northeast. I absolutely swear. <laughs> Helen Mirren, I don't even know where she's from, but God, that was an impressive one. Yeah, so any, all of those, they've always been amazing. But in your position at like Good Morning Britain, you must be some seriously famous faces about. Has that has that ever proved to be true that little rule don't meet your heroes I always like even from like day one like super starstruck and I remember like I think I started at like ITV nearly 10 years ago it just seems crazy it's been so long and like every day I'd go and get pictures and then I'd be like hugging people and I, whoever I was with would be like this you're not meant to do this you're meant to be one of the presenters it's like not cool and I'm like is it really not cool is it oh, okay although sometimes I just would then like video them but like that's that's worse just videoing them like slightly from the side um I still get really starstruck if I see anyone like even a little bit famous. I do, but like my love of my my life, other than my husband and daughter, blah blah blah. John Bon Jovi, like I love him. I love him so much. I remember years and years and years ago, Greg James was doing an interview with him on Radio One, and he was like, "I've asked him if I could bring my weather girl along and if she can interview them." And he was like, "So come on down." I was like, "Oh my god!" And I literally cried like a sixteen-year-old would if she met One Direction, but like <laughs> off the side so like he couldn't see. And I was like really nervous and really shaky, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't mess up though because he's like let me interview them." And um, like I tried to kiss him, and he was not interested in kissing me. <laughs> Hang on, Laura. You. <laughs> Like I shook hands and I like <laughs> leant in and I was like, it's really nice to meet you. And I leant in like, re- like as far as I could. And his yeah. arm was just like outstretched. And I was like, <laughs> I got nothing. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Like nothing even wrong with you. My boyfriend, who is now my husband, was like, oh my gosh, you're going to meet him. And, blah. and I was like, no, he's not going to be interested. Turned out he wasn't interested. Uh, <laughs> So that, like, I was kind of sad about that. Um, but that, you That's know. That's Bon Jovi's lost moment. 
like exactly. I, I would kiss you I would absolutely. thank you but you know what I did what's really funny like I've got some some notes but they're actually on the back of cards of me <laughs> and so right this is a true story I took one of these cue cards with me to go and meet him because I wanted him to sign some bits for me which also is not cool but I didn't care so I was like can I ask a favor I was like can you sign some of these things for me he signed them all and I was like and in return you can have a signed one of these <laughs> I gave him a signed picture <laughs> I feel like this is really cool like I think Debbie's Bon Jovi was intimidated by you I think that's what went on. Oh I think you were so slick, like cool as a cucumber bowler hat, that he was almost like, I can't deal with all this like strong. Let's go with energy. that. Yeah. Maybe when he has interviews, he tells this story too. Yeah. Maybe he tells it as if you're the one that got away. <laughs> yeah. And then I wish I'd kissed her. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, and then he just brings out this picture going, if you find this girl. <laughs> No, I have to, it has to be in his wallet. That's where I need the picture to be. I need him to have kept it in his wallet all these years. And it has to be a little bit faded and like, oh, we come. That's, that's how it is in my head. Okay, I'm going to go with that as a new vision in my head as well. Because, do you know, I did Bon Jovi as my like mastermind subject. Um, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it as my mastermind subject. And I got eight out of nine. I was really annoyed I, got, I dropped one point. But, um, what, was, what was the one you didn't get out of curiosity? It was, it was our song I can't remember what it was it was like who co-wrote with him and I just chose the wrong co-writer he's co-writing with like about 50 people so I think that that's really obscure in your defense I did I did try and challenge it because that's me (laughs) they said the the questions did so (laughs) (laughs) I am I got I got off at the chance to mastermind you should well, I'm, I'm always up for a challenge and I do like to push myself. But unfortunately, the subject I wanted is no longer, they're no longer allowing you to do it anymore. What? Um, I want to do Harry Potter. Oh my God. But apparently so many people have done it, like you just can't do it anymore. Oh no. I know, right? That's so annoying. Oh. I have other things like I could do, like gin, cheese, <laughs> friends. I love all those. Yeah, we had, um, oh, uh, I can't remember her name. Amanda, somebody who was in uh, Mr. Selfridge, she did just Phoebe from Friends, so specifically Phoebe. Oh, my God. That's, that, you might, what kind of a super fan must you be? And then just uh, Richard Blackwood did, was it The Werewolf of London? Or it's a film. And um, he literally, he, his brain didn't work. And if you'd have asked him his name, he'd have got it wrong. He just was oh. like... <laughs> No, not so good under pressure. But then that's the thing. Like, him. oh, honestly, some of these, some of these like shows and stuff. I, I did catchphrase not that long ago. Uh, and, like, I love Stephen Mulhern. I do love Stephen Mulhern, and I've never really like I've not watched catchphrase in years. But I'm good at heads up, and like games like that. Like you know when you pissed, you play pissed at a party. Like I'm <laughs> so good at heads up. Like I'm like really animated, jumping on my chair. Fucking come on to the rest of my team. So I thought, oh, I've got this in the bag. But it's such a different dynamic when you're actually sitting there, mate, with the cameras on you and famous ITV faces. And you, I'm sweating behind the knees. Like, I know. Your brain awful. just goes. I hate yeah. that. Sometimes you have to just like let your brain escape. I have done the chase. And um, I and I went like I was with Alan, like, Alan Titchmarsh, who, by the way, is literally the loveliest man in TV. Like, I if feel you like said anything else, I would have been very upset. <laughs> so, like, I feel like my stories aren't that exciting with showbiz. I'm going to go with it anyway. So, I like needed to blow heard, my. <laughs> I needed to blow my nose. This story gets better, and um, I didn't have a tissue. And I was like looking around, and there was no one. And Alan just like got this hanky, a Ralph Lauren oh. hanky. Let me borrow it, and then I was like, oh, and he went. It's okay. I'll take it home and wash it. I've got grandkids. <laughs> just, 
Oh, Ralph Lorenzo. Horticulture is obviously <laughs> well, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, the green fingers and the green dollar. Uh, <laughs> Maybe Charlie Dimmick's been able to afford to buy a bra now as well. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe that was a little part of her <laughs> brilliant plan because I'm still talking about her tits now, like 20 years later, Anna. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Um, I'm so, I could sit and talk to you all day about Bon Jovi and Alan Tishmarsh's handkerchiefs, but I really want to get back to weather, mate. I want it. So did you always, this is mad, but did you always have like an interest in weather? It's such a strange thing for like a young girl to be like really passionate about. And I want to know when it started. You know, like, I think that we just, as a nation of Brits, we just love the weather. It's like a crazy stat. I can't think of something like at any point in the day, like 60% of the UK are talking about the weather or something like that. Like I just love, I've always loved science and I like, I really like art and for me, the kind of the two are like go together. And when I was 14, another interesting story. Uh, <laughs> when I was 14, my geography teacher did a topic on the weather and topic on the jet stream. So he said, right, girls and boys, the girls lined up in a row, one side of the classroom, the boys right, lined up next to us. And he said, right, you're warm air, you're cold air. You start in straight lines. And when you run to the other side, let's see what happens. And we ran from one side to the other, like bumping into each other. By the time we got to the other side, we were wiggly. He was like, that is the jet stream. That is how the weather happens. That's why it changes because you ripple this side of it or that side. And instantly I was like, my head said, I see it. Like it makes sense because the atmosphere is a fluid. That's how it moves. Fluid dynamics is what I studied. And um, so I phoned the Met Office like that day at 14 (laughs) and said, how do I become a weather forecaster? And that was it. Yeah. So like they were like, A-level maths, I'm like, maths, that's cool. And then they were like, A-level physics. I was like, oh, like a 14-year-old girl having to do physics is not like ideal. And then and then they said anything else. So I did art as well. Um, and then, yeah, and it just like, I was really lucky to know exactly what I wanted to do. And then I went straight to the Met Office and joined the like forecaster course and then straight to like, um, you know, do all these other things as well. So yeah, it just was like, I just was super lucky that it just kind of worked out, just, just, just. I love that though, that you pretty much always knew what you wanted to do, but you did like, you didn't always want to be on TV though, did you? Oh my God. No, no. Like I never <laughs> wanted to be on TV because blood cow, 
like I love maths and physics is hard. And then I did physics meteorology at uni. That's hard. Like they were really tough subjects. I had to oh, like me. work insanely hard. Don't get me fucking started. Like I literally did drama, media and cultural studies <laughs> at uni. And I did it because I was like, what can I like get, a, where can I get away with doing the bare minimum, but still get a degree? <laughs> so listen, I find you so impressive. No, but you say that it's just what your brain does. Like I don't really like yeah. reading or writing. I couldn't do English or history or like, stuff where I had to write loads of things or read loads of things it literally it was, wouldn't work for me and like I did like the maths and the physics like the first year I got like ungraded in my first year I didn't even pass the exam and then I had like help and then it suddenly like clicked yeah and so like yeah it just yeah it's just crazy how it worked out and you know and I had studied really hard and then but yeah so yeah I then everyone's like oh you're doing weather that means you're gonna be a weather girl so instantly I was like I didn't study this hard to just point at the screen and say wet or dry. No, that's not happening. And I got this like real bee in my bonnet about what a weather girl was. And so like I went was and there, joined. Was there negative connotations surrounding it like as well? Because I think even just the, the term weather girl, like it sounds half sexist, doesn't it? Like yeah. it probably doesn't mean it to be, but you know, it, it was this, is that what you didn't like as well? Yeah, I just think it was like, it makes it look like you're all fluffy and airheady, and I wanted yeah. to be the opposite of that. Well, of and course, like, all this hard work you've gotten done. Yeah, you don't and want people thinking you're you're some sort of dimwit. And I don't. I'm a twin. I have a twin brother, so like I always want the same thing that he wants, and wanted the same thing that he did. So like he was in a scout group, and then my parents were like, "Oh, you can join the guides." I'm like, "Well, I don't want to join the guides. He's in the scouts. I want to join the scouts." So I was the first girl in his scout group <laughs> because no way. I wanted that. Like I didn't like these boundaries and I'm sensing a bit of a theme here babe like you get to go you get what you want don't you you're <laughs> yeah. determined you're strong you're really really oh I love this driven I try I try but like it's just important to yeah I'm a girl but it's important to just be seen as a person who can do something so like I was like right I'm never doing it you know I, I loved I worked at the RAF I forecast the pilots who flew all over the world they like flew to Afghanistan and to the Falklands and they were like amazing and they used to come and like into the office a lot and would ask lots of questions about the weather and I used to educate my boys and uh and I loved it and, and it was really important for me to like be more respected as a weather forecaster than like, oh, Laura's in, let's go see Laura. Then like, oh, Laura's in, like, you know, we're going to have a good fight today and she's going to give us a good forecast. And I liked that respect. That's it. Rather than, I mean, don't get me wrong. When you said RAF, fight a pilot straight away, I was like, I bet they were <laughs> fucking lush. Like that is exactly where my mind went. As so, soon as they come in in a jumpsuit, they're like a hundred times more attractive. You're like, oh, hello. <laughs> it's, it's like Maverick and Goose. <laughs> No, literally. And then I thought, as the words were about to leave me mouth, I stopped myself because I was like, oh, there goes feminism back like 50 years ago. Yes, yeah, so I just did the same. I objectified them exactly the same way I did. Like, no, but it is like so important, especially in a space like that, to like understand what you're bringing to the table. And like, I love that's how, like, that's how seriously you took your job. It was probably led to you being very well respected. Yeah, I, eventually, probably. <laughs> and I was also young. And I also like, Bill, maybe not now after all these years of earlies, but like look young for my age. So I just thought it could go one or two ways. It could like really, really go badly. And then just be like, who is this young girl? What the hell is she talking about? Or like come in and like hair stripped back, really sharp suit, wasn't really very friendly, just got on with it. And then it was just like, they didn't really care whether I was a girl or boy. They were just like, oh yeah, she knows what she's talking about. And they trust me. So yeah. And then we had fun and I was nice. <laughs> Once you'd established yourself as a bad bitch, you were like, no, hang on. Now I can, now we can have all. No, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking about clouds. 
<laughs> but then, mate, he says, oh, you don't look so good now, right? And I'm flip-flopping you from the point. But you do look incredible still. And I couldn't believe it. So when I did my, like, obligatory pre-pod Google, I found <laughs> out how old you were. And I was like, this girl's got to give me her skincare routine because this is madness. <laughs> This is madness. And I'm not the only one. I know all the viewers couldn't believe it either. No, no, no. Yes, I turned 40 last year. I mean, literally, Amazing. I have done... I've been at GMB for like nearly 10 years. And before that, I was at the Beeb for like five. I've always done shift work. Mm. I've never had probably more than six hours sleep. I like try and drink quite a lot of water, drink quite a lot of alcohol, eat lots of snacks and food. Yeah, like and I don't go to the gym or exercise. So all of those things, <laughs> you do. Like you. Uh, oh mate, honestly, I if I had if I had that little routine, I'd look like a, I suppose like a, a like a beanbag chair with arms. <laughs> I've got to try relatively hard. <laughs> honestly, I do. Um, right, so back to how you ended up on telly, mate. You are oh, at gosh, the RAF. Yeah. You are yeah. being taken very seriously. You're wearing power <laughs> suits. You are taking no shit. And then all of a sudden, you're at the B. What happened? So they, so the Met Office, who I work with. They said, look, we're desperate for someone to go work at the Beeb. They've had loads of ladies that have gone off to have babies and we just need a <laughs> girl on screen. And my boss was like, Laura. And I was like, Duncan, I've been through this a million times. It's no. He was like, just go. Just go for the day and see what it's all about. And actually, like, I've realised you should never say never. And that's, you know, one of those massive life lessons that you have to give everything a go, yeah. even if you don't think so. Because at least you tried it and you can say you tried it rather than look back. And actually, I was stupid not to to have gone sooner so like there's a forecasting bench and the forecaster sets the agenda for the day and they speak to the news team and they speak to the producers and they make sure that there's world weather stories they speak to all the regional forecasters and then there was like a UK bench a radio bench um, and a worldwide bench and so like you got to do world weather radios all radios all the way from like radio four and the shipping forecast all the way to radio one like the fun forecast you do stuff online BBC lunchtime news and I just was like oh my god there's loads of variety there's loads of stuff. Actually, it isn't as ditzy and just like hand wavy as you think. We used to do like 30, 40 broadcasts in a shift. It was those. In your head, people just think they turn up, do one broadcast and then they leave. But there was actually loads more to it than that. And actually, and it, and it paid more as well. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Quite a big pay rise. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And I was, he's like, look, you'll be gone for six months. He was like, maybe nine. The job's always yours when, you know, if you want it when you come back. And then I stayed for like five years. So that was it. And then from the BBC, you went on to Good Morning Britain. Yeah. And then like everyone was applying for this new job because they were relaunching. Literally everyone at work had gone for it. And I was like, yeah, okay, see what it's all about. And, um, and I met Alid and I met Lorraine on the screen test. And they were lovely and they were funny. And it was like a hot day. And then Alid asked me a question about something. And I remember saying... He said, if it's going to be a lovely warm day, then I'll get the shorts on. I was like, oh, this is bad because it is going to be a lovely warm day, but I've seen your knees, Alid. And then everyone just like pissed themselves laughing. And, um, and we just had this really good vibe. And then straight away, I was like, I'd love it if they said yes. Yeah. And then I told my jet stream story. And um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is part of your repertoire law. I thought I was special. <laughs> you like, what, like, what do you want to bring to the viewers? And I was like, I want to bring science. I want to bring a sprinkle of science. I want to talk about high pressures and low pressures. I want to talk about about the jet stream I want to do this and then they were like you want to do it in a relatable way mate because yeah. you described it there like I got fired up I've never been fired up <laughs> about the weather unless like it's like is it going to rain when I'm going to the races or you know yes that's never so I got fired up when you were speaking so you do have a very 
like a special way of making things relatable and interesting to a layman like finally <laughs> someone appreciates it <laughs> <laughs> no you're great you're great so go on carry on so and then, and then they just nine. they just phoned and said we just think we want somebody who's credible tick and somebody who wants to bring something a little bit different and I was like yeah that's great and I didn't even like it didn't even cross my mind they were going to say yes and then when they did I was like yeah totally but it didn't hurt. I had a sassy side and you gave Alad a bit of jip as well. <laughs> he is the funniest person ever. I saw him yesterday because he was, um, I think he was on Lorraine and he's got a new book coming out. He's the funniest person ever. And he's not quite as sweet as he comes across on TV. <laughs> oh my God. Exclusive. Yeah. I think you passed him the secret too. Alad is a secret bastard. <laughs> Oh, mate, I've absolutely loved talking to you in part one. We'll have you back in part two to talk talk all things saving the planet and some good morning Britain goss, if that's okay. (laughs) I'll find some more. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.